Guru Nation, welcome to episode 540 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I talk, I go live and I talk clinical trial opportunities, why you need, I don't care who you are, it's probably a smart idea to capitalize on the extremely busy industry that we are currently in and most likely going to be in for the foreseeable future. That's it. That could that should just be the end of the intro here. Matter of fact, it will be the end of the intro. Check out links in the show notes. My YouTube members page, only 10 bucks a month. There's a monthly Zoom call just for the members. There's weekly videos. I did one this week on why you can't why you have to put out branding for yourself. I don't care who you are. You have to do it and why you should you shouldn't hold yourself back. YouTube link in my in the show notes to the YouTube membership page again only 10 bucks the most bang for buck you're ever going to get on the internet also in the show notes we got the CRA Academy the CRC Academy uh, you can also text me if you need help getting studies or anything for your site 949-415-6256 and with that being said enjoy this episode and do something about the busyness do something about it. Thank you, Guru Nation. Take care. And we are live, guys. What is up, uh, LinkedIn? What is up, Facebook? I see you guys. What is up, YouTube? Thank you so much. Make sure, please, please, please help me out. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. We need to break the algorithms. Put robot emojis in the comments to signify algorithms and to signify it's our way of saying we're going to shatter uh the algorithms because we need more awareness in this space we talk about this all the time on the channel we talk about this all the time on latinos in clinical research as well more we need more the i've never seen i've been in this industry since 2005 full time if you count part-time, like call it early, early college days before I knew even what like research really was, I was working in the industry like since 2000, basically, like since the year 2000 on a part-time basis, but like full-time clinical research, it's been 2005. I've never seen it this busy. Naomi, how's it going? Nice to see you. Hello from Germany. Good evening in Germany. Um, and I want to say a Duncan Shun very much, okay, for watching, and Duncan Shun very much for tuning in from Germany. Uh, so yeah, the industry is crazy, guys. The industry is absolutely on fire. There's a lot going on in the industry. Uh, one of the things, I mean, if if you're not excited, then like something's wrong with you because. It's never been this busy, and it's not like, let's not get entitled either. Let's not assume it's always going to be this way. Although I do I do personally predict, I predict my opinion. Of course, I'm biased as, as hell, but I predict that the next decade is going to be huge. Like, and, and I think COVID has a lot to do with it, but I also think it's kind of like a perfect storm with COVID, which clearly illustrated a huge need for not just the vaccines, but having treatments. Uh, 
And, and one of the uh, articles that we just posted on Latinos in Clinical Research, and I'm going to be doing another video on, um, is about COVID treatment. And it's an oral product. And uh, if I could find it here, I could share it with you guys. So there's a couple. So that's one, that's one area where things are kind of, you know, rapidly accelerating us on the COVID front. And I mean, if we're going to have to live with this thing forever, one would guess the next decade is going to be pretty busy just off of that alone. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Like one of those late night infomercials. Oh, wait. There's more. Okay. We have the entire mRNA. Uh, and by the way, the, like for my YouTube premium members, I'm going to go a little bit more in depth on how you can, if you have science knowledge, like it's amazing to me how how much scientific information a lot of my viewers have. Like I'm not necessarily a science guy. I'm just the clinical research guy. Like I understand clinical research, like the operations. I understand how it works. I understand a biz dev. I get into a little bit of science, a little bit. Like my major in college was science, but I, I regret not actually paying more attention to my major. Um, interestingly enough, now that I'm not in college and have no need to actually study, I'm actually reading more. Thanks to Dr. Al. He's been getting me, um, you know, and then reviewing all these biotechs and things like that. You kind of have to have a working understanding of science. So a lot of my followers have expertise, have domain expertise in like at least one vertical of science, you know how much networking you can do with that? You know how much value add you can make? So I'm going to save that for my YouTube membership um, because that's getting off on a tangent. But there's a lot of stuff coming out. So if you look at COVID, you're going to see vaccines. You're going to see boosters. You're going to see also treatments. Uh, if you look outside of COVID, you see things like CRISPR, uh, you see things like uh, Intelia, Editas, and CRISPR Therapeutics all in phase two or three. Uh, you saw Intelia have very good phase two data. I think it was last two weeks ago for sickle cell. So that's CRISPR. Then if you look even beyond CRISPR, even beyond gene editing, if you look at epigenetics, tomorrow I'm interviewing the CEO of a company called Celarius. Uh, and they're focused on epigenetics, which is basically how genes express themselves. I mean, this stuff is just starting, guys. Like, we're just starting to barely scrape the surface of how cells communicate with one another. There's a really good book I recommend everybody read. I don't care your, your level of expertise. You're going to learn something from this book. The Secret Language of Cells is the book. I'm going to find it on my... Uh, on the interwebs, the secret language of cells. Speaking of books, guys, while I'm looking for this, the secret language of cells, what biological conversations tell us about the brain-body connection, the future of medicine, and life itself by John Leaf. I literally just started, I bought this book this weekend. I'm like 20% done with it. Like in about two hours, I read, I'm not a fast reader either. Uh, but it's, it's amazing because it shows you how everything connects, how little we understand about the body 
and how much research is still still left to be done. We're nowhere near. And when you when you start getting into oncology and you start getting into CAR T treatments and you start getting into immunotherapy and you start getting into uh, checkpoint inhibitors and all all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's it's just amazing. Uh, so I think the industry is booming now for the next decade. I also think that mRNA technology, that that paradigm shift is here to stay. Uh, and if, let's let's look a little bit closer at some of the other articles we wrote uh, for some of these some of these biotechs that we've been analyzing. So Red Hill, Red Hill, uh, Red Hill Biopharma, which has several things in the pipeline, Crohn's, gastroenteritis, gastritis, irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea that's in a phase two. There's a lot I got to look into for a $300 market cap, $300 million market cap company is pretty good. They've got two things in the pipeline for COVID. One is for people hospitalized with COVID which is finishing up a phase two slash three study. Uh, and so that's one, that's, that's one company I'm going to be looking at tomorrow. But then, okay, like there's a lot on the science front and there's way more than what I just explained. Like if you talk about Alzheimer's, you can start talking about pain. You could start talking about how we need to get away from opioids and, and onto a, a, a completely brand new paradigm shift when you, when you start looking at it's the potential of CBD and THC for research. When you start looking at psychedelics, there's just a lot. There's a lot. And if you go up to Canada, you'll see they're doing a lot of psychedelic research, a lot of research on, on THC, on marijuana, things like that. There's enough. Any one of those things I mentioned is enough to keep the industry busy, not to mention the microbiome. So data, it's all about data now. Data is going to be the commodity going forward. And we combine that with that analytics, obviously. We could combine that with AI. I mean, the, the article that we posted two weeks ago, AI predicts protein structure from DeepMind. Um, then you've got the FDA, the, the controversial Alzheimer's drug approval, uh, doximity. So you've got tech and science combining into one. It's starting, it's going to be hard to blur the line between tech and just like it's hard to blur the line between media and tech, you know, that's social media it's and, and consumer finance going to be the same thing. The next wave that follows, it's going to look like, it's going to be hard to, to blend the difference between finance and tech. It's, it's already just like one thing. Basically it's going to be hard to do that after this next decade with science and tech, the two are coming together uh naomi says i saw let's put naomi on there shout out to naomi uh cra academy student i saw uh, intern now cra academy intern i saw a documentary on netflix about fungi and psychedelics research very interesting yeah yeah uh okay and naomi found the book the secret language of cells highly recommend matter of fact i'm gonna write that down i'm gonna have to interview the author he seems like a cool dude uh john leaf I'm writing it down right now so I don't forget. I'm going to I'm going to try to interview John Leaf for the podcast. I see his LinkedIn here. Let's connect. Look, this is the beauty of LinkedIn, guys. This guy who wrote such an amazing book 
And by the way, thank you guys for supporting our book, The Comrades of God. I was amazed when I was looking at the data analytics. Speaking of analytics, okay, our book is selling like more so than it was when it was a new release. We released it in April 2019. It's selling way more now than it was back then, and it's two years old. The information is still relevant. The information is going to be relevant probably for the next decade, at least for the next five years. We might have to update it like in 2026 or something, maybe. But that's like, to me, a bullish indicator as well. There's people wanting to learn about research. Um, but John, Lee, here's the thing I like about LinkedIn. And this is why there's so many opportunities out there, guys. He's He wrote this uh, book. He's a Harvard med, med school grad. He's a doctor, MD. Uh, he only has 400 followers, like 400 connections. He's totally accessible, right? The LinkedIn is amazing. Now, the thing is you got to go, you know, if you're going to approach him or somebody like this, you can't just ask for things. You got to show them how, you know, what, what you can do. Or maybe you can just ask. I don't know. Let's look at his post. He has he he tweets a lot this guy tweets more than he posts on linkedin uh but he does have activity on linkedin and this is just the one example of like what you can do so uh this interview of john leaf the author of secret language of cell so he commented on it thanks hope you like it so like you can even go something as simple as thank you dr leaf i read the book you know i it's amazing here's what i particularly love and you can just tell who you are at that point. Which, I don't know. To me, this is amazing. I'm just weird that I get excited about this kind of stuff. Uh, okay, let's get to some of the questions. And then I do want to talk about. So, so you got, okay, you got science before I forget. You've got science, you've got data, you've got the two things merging because now. Like it's one thing to show, okay, how proteins, how to predict how proteins fold. It's another thing to have an open database of all this. It's a whole nother thing for how these proteins express themselves. This stuff doesn't end. Then what molecules you can create. And we haven't even talked about the bioengineering space. I want to start writing a lot more about bioengineering space because they can make proteins synthetically, whether it's proteins to eat, proteins to consume in industrials, uh, and of course, therapeutics, right? So th there's a whole lot of convergence happening. Uh, and, and on top of all that, there's a lot of consolidation. As you guys know, at the CRO level, there's less consolidation at the site level. Obviously, it's a very long tail. But at the top of that long tail for the sites, there is some consolidation, e even if it's informally through the form of a site network. So DSCS is part of that as well. Let's get through some of these. Let's get through some of the comments. What up, guys? Make sure you like, subscribe, comment, share. Hey, Tamila. Happy Monday to you as well. Nice to see you. Always appreciate your enthusiasm on LinkedIn. Uh, Shifa, how's it going? I've been doing good. I've been keeping busy. I'm in a new place. I'm in Arizona, Yuma, Arizona. I got a meeting today with my NP business partner and my PI. The NP I'm going to do a podcast with. The PI I'm going to try to convince. I'm a document. I'm documenting my journey. What am I doing? 
how, how are we planning for our first study? I'm going to do some of that. Uh, there's a there's a huge opportunity here as researchers getting bigger. All right, this entire everything I've said up until this point is like my thesis for why research because it's getting bigger, it needs more patience, right? You just there's no other way around it. You can't do more studies and not have more patients. But the patients are harder hard hard to come by even at our current level of activity. Imagine if it increases. Even at our previous level of activity, before it increased, it was hard to get them. So all the opportunities come back to you, right? When we need more patients, we also need more CRAs. We need more sites. We need more investigators. All those things kind of have to even come before the patients come, but they also come after the patients come because the patients is what feeds the industry to continue to do more studies. It allows the sites to apply for more studies, get more studies. So it all boils down to patience. But then it all boils down to opportunities for yourself as well. Uh, if you have questions, or so if you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, or Facebook, let me know what is on your mind uh, right now. Uh, let's see what else. Repurpose, repurpose drugs, all right? There's a company called Pharmather. I they do uh, psychedelics and they're repurposed. So Pharmather Holdings is a psychedelic, and I actually did a video on my channel about Pharmather, but they're using the 505 B2 pathway. Let me find it. 505. Yeah, here we go. Symbol PHRRF. It's a Canadian company. See, I knew that the Canadians. Um, PH, I don't own this stock, but they're working on uh, an FDA phase two study with ketamine to treat Parkinson's disease. And this is their entire basis. And there's like a, several dozen biotechs, if not several hundred biotechs right now that are using this. 505B2 pathway for the FDA for repurposing previously approved drugs. Yeah, 505B2 regulatory pathway. Uh, following the FDA acceptance of the company's IND to proceed with a phase two, uh, Farmther has begun clinical startup activities to enroll patients. See, patients, it all comes down to patients, and announce clinical results in Q4. Assuming the phase two trial is positive, the company will, will request a meeting with the FDA to discuss its plan and obtain an agreement to move to a phase three under the 505B2 regulatory pathway. So that lets the 505B2, you take previous uh, approval and you, could, you can go through uh, the clinical trial process quicker as a sponsor. So you've got a lot of that happening as well. Uh, and then this is the type of company where they get good data on a phase three and one of the big ones are going to come in and buy them out. This has been going on forever, but there's a lot more of that kind of activity happening now. Biotechs is tricky. Biotechs are tricky because they do things like dilute shares and you kind of have to get into like finance to understand the science is one aspect. I start, I'm more comfortable with the science and the operations than I am with the finance when it comes to diluting stockholder share 
warrants and things like that. I got to learn a lot more about that myself. Um, but yes, so more of that kind of stuff. So that's more opportunities for you guys. Um, I believe CROs are going to continue to dominate in the next five, 10 years. I think CROs are going to be forced to become more tech, more into tech. I mean, you see a lot of them, you see a lot of them looking at AI and you see a lot of them looking at things like developing their own e-source and uh, e-reg systems or remote monitoring. By the way, I mean, have we talked about monitoring? Like the monitors I know, they're all still traveling. I'm a contract CRA and I'm only traveling to one of my sites because my other site won't let me go there. They still will not allow monitors to go back and... That was before the variants came out. So now for those watching in the future, it's August 9th, 2021. I mean, who knows? Who knows when we're going to come back um, to monitoring like in full force. But the majority of sites are allowing monitors on site at this point. So let me know if that's good or bad for you guys. Uh, fast fast track approvals are up. Uh, Ardelix is another company upcoming. Padufa. Curative Biotech CUB, CUBT. This is one I'm actually, I do own, CUBT. Uh, they've got priority review voucher program for a tropical disease, rabies. They've got rabies um, infection for third, that's big for third world countries. Then they have uh, ODNs, so oligodeoxynucleotide. Synthetic molecules that stimulate that stimulate different kinds of cells of the immune system uh, in cancer and infectious disease immunotherapies. They cause B cells and plasma cytoid dendritic cells to activate, proliferate, secrete immunoglobin. Uh, IMT five hundred four is one of their companies. They were there's a monoclonal antibody. That's another thing that's going to be you're going to see a lot more of that. The synthetic mRNA and then the monoclonal antibody. This is one they have for novel monoclonal antibody, anything ending in MAB, any drug ending in MAB, monoclonal antibody. Uh, that one's for glioblastoma. That's the second company I've analyzed in the last three months to have something for glioblastoma. The other one was Kintara Therapeutics, where I got to interview the CEO. Actually, I interviewed the CEO for Curative Biotech as well. Uh, and then finally, they have uh now this is the one i like the repurposed again the 505 b2 pathway repurposed metformin to repurpose metformin so it's a metformin eye drops uh for retinal degeneration without using eye injections this is a lot of stuff, guys. You should be excited, excited with all the opportunities. So if you, it's time to brush up on your science a little, if you're lacking a science background, or even if you're not, there's like, even if you're an expert, there's new, new happenings almost every week. So stay up to date on that. It's time to stay up to date on tech. Remember these two things are merging. It's time to use LinkedIn like crazy. And it's time to start positioning yourself somewhere like within these three things. How do these all fit in together? Where do those things intersect for you? And start using LinkedIn for those purposes. If you know something about 
a particular topic that's hot, write an article about it, or at least write a post, like just put a post on LinkedIn. You can put like 500 words, I think, until you get a certain number of followers, then you can start writing articles. So uh, it's just a lot of stuff, guys. Um, if you're already a CRO or, or, sorry, a CRA or a CRC, I mean, obviously you're developing domain expertise in your therapeutic area. You're also developing domain expertise in some of the platforms you're using. So because of that, you get to see the tech side of things and where things are headed there, but don't stop learning. Don't stop learning. And a sector that might be hot now might become irrelevant later. So always be learning, always look like become a generalist, strive, strive to become a generalist. With that being said, I got to go prepare for my meeting. I'm going to vlog about it. Stay tuned for that video later today, uh, meeting with my new PI and my NP business partner here in Yuma. We're going to give you a little updates on how that's going. Um, hello, Lorhans. How's it going? Shout out to you. Hello to Yusuf. Nice to see you again. Thank you for always supporting. Thank you for everybody that watched, left comments. I really appreciate it. And we'll catch you guys later. Get excited. Get pumped up. Happy Monday.